One of the things that we decided right off the bat when we started this podcast was we would not let just anybody sponsor us. To get on here and be a sponsor, you have to share the same values and you have to have the same heart uh, as we do. And you have to be providing something that's very important to us. And coffee is very important to us. And that's why we've been very happy to have Juniper Mountain Trading Post Coffee as our personal sponsors here on the channel. They're the company that provides all the coffee for the school. It's the coffee that we drink personally at home. And, uh, and we're very, very happy. They're a family-owned company that does everything themselves. And they have the same standards and the same heart that we do. So if you're looking for a, a quality coffee company, uh, go to junipermountaincoffee.com. And when you check out, make sure that you plug in and type in Dry Creek, all one word, for a 10% discount. Good afternoon, Dwayne, Dry Creek Wrangler School. Uh, been spending most of the day out here in the tax shed. I got my desk out here. and I've spent a big part of the day writing and working on the book and getting stuff done and so I had something that's been bounced around inside my skull and I've been working on it and working it out on paper. And, and uh, I just kind of kind of felt like it'd be a really good talk this afternoon considering what time of year it is. And uh, being New Year's, it's the time of year that a lot of people start talking New Year's resolutions. And they start talking about changing. Changing themselves, changing what's not profitable in their life, what's not positive, what they don't really want. Um, but most New Year's resolutions don't last. Um, they, they don't last very long. And people, people will get to the point they want to change something in their life they don't know how to go about it. Um, so I'm going to tell you a horse story if I can, if you'll let me do that and kind of illustrate a point. Um, so several years ago, I went back to, um, the, uh, the guide outfit, the dude ranch there in Cooper landing, Alaska to go to work for him again. And he had three horses that he had got from another owner. He had kind of leased for the summer just to expand out his own, his own horse herd. And uh, there were two mares and a gelding. Now the owner that owned those horses only used them once a year for in the fall for sheep hunting in Alaska. And the rest of the time they were just off. They, they weren't used. So they were not dependable horses. And we could not put guests on them. And none of the other Wranglers wanted to ride them either. They didn't trust them. So, of course, when I came on, they got assigned to me. Um, I just opened a new tin of Mac Barron's uh, Dark Fired Kentucky, and it's a little damp, so it's a little hard to, for it to get lit good. Apologize for the delays there. Um, so, anyhow, I picked out a mare. She was probably about 10 years old, I think. Big sorrel mare. And I started with her. 
Now, all I could find out about her past, her history, was she was a retired barrel racer from Texas. Now, if you have any background in horses, horse training, horse work at all, you know that that's, that's not a bargain at, at any time. Um, and uh, her answer to everything was run. Just run. Let's just run. If she got excited, run. If she got a little nervous, run. If she got confused and didn't know what to do, head to come up, nostrils to get flared, eyes to get wide, pace to pick up, and she, she's going to go. That's her answer to everything. Now, for those who aren't real sure, of course, barrel racing is you come out and you've got three barrels set up in a triangle, and you come out and you run those barrels around those barrels as hard as you can, um, and whoever gets the fastest time wins. And a lot of barrel racing horses, that's all they ever do. That's all they ever know. They just go out there and run. Uh, if you're going to have a barrel horse and you're going to, then what you need to do on a regular basis is take that barrel horse trail riding or, or take it out and work cattle with it or do something. So expand its horizon. So it learns that life can also be consist, can also consist of walking and calmness. But a lot of time they don't do that. And I don't think this horse had done that either. So I started by teaching her to just stand calmly while I got on. Uh, and, and she was smart. It didn't take long. So I got, you know, I got around that. So I started riding her, but then we'd go out and something and she'd get all excited. That was her, that was her reaction to what happened in life. If something negative or something questioning or anything happened, her reaction was to just get excited, just grab the bit and just try to run. Now, the main point I want to make today is when you are going to make a major change in your life or a major change in your horse's life, you don't just remove something. Okay. For instance, if in your life you are, alcohol is becoming a problem and, and you want to get a handle on that. You don't just remove the alcohol. You don't just just stop drinking, all right? Uh, and with her, I I can't just remove the running away. I have to replace, and there's a huge difference. So I can't just remove her reaction. I have to replace her negative reaction with a different reaction. So what I did was I I like I do all horses that need train that needs started that need whatever i took her back to a simple snaffle bit just a d-ring snaffle and i started when anytime we were just sitting around sitting still i would pick up that snaffle bit and gently just make contact not pull not back her up not tug nothing just make contact and if she just would come off a hair i'd release it and it wasn't long she figured out if he makes gentle contact in my mouth if i tip my nose down there's no contact when I like that, she says. So I did that until it just became super common, super easy. And then I started doing it going down the trail. So what do we have? We have a reaction, okay? But we have a different reaction, all right? If so, so as we're going down the trail and she's her, while she was still calm, I would do that. We're just walking down the trail. I'd come up, make gentle contact. Squeeze it through my legs just lightly so she knew I wasn't asking her to stop. And it didn't take just a little bit. She figured out 
you know what? I can tip my nose while I'm walking and I'll get released. So I would just do it. I would just tip, just tip, and then let her go, go along, just tip, just tip. We have an action and we have a reaction. It's a super simple reaction that she can figure out that she can do. I can react. And so then what happened when we're going down the trail and, and it might be something so simple. She realizes we're headed back to the barn. Well, any horse is going to pick up pace, but she'd pick that head up and, and then she'd want to charge and run back to the barn and, and just get all excited. It, it was just a reaction. So when she started doing that, I would pick that bit up and touch her mouth and she'd tip her nose and I'd do it and touch her mouth while she's moving, while she's getting excited. And you know what would happen? She would calm down. She would just calm down. And after a bit, she would just come down, come down, come down, and just walk calmly back to the barn. What I did was I took a situation for her and a reaction to the situation. Instead of just removing that reaction, I replaced it. So instead of when you get excited, instead of you running back to the barn, let me offer you this, okay? And you know that you can do this. This becomes something that you know that you can do. And with a horse experience and knowledge, they gain self-confidence. All right? With a horse, always remember this. Experience leads to self-confidence. And it's self-confidence that leads to calmness. And it's calmness that leads to safety. So it was a lack of self-confidence. So I gave her something to do that she could always do, she could always default to. And so I took away the reaction of running away and I replaced it with a reaction, just tip your nose. Just, I'm gonna ask you to do something and you do it. I'm gonna ask you to do something and you do it. And it just got to the point that that's all I had to do. Now it wasn't overnight, okay? So I, t I recognized the problem I developed and determined what I was going to do to fix that problem. I took, I took the undesirable and I didn't just remove it, I replaced it. If you remove something and you don't replace it, you create a vacuum. Nature abhors a vacuum. And if you don't replace the negative with something of your choosing, that vacuum will not stay a vacuum very long. Something will come in and fill that. Okay? It's the same in your life. If there's something in your life that's negative, and you say, I need to get rid of that, this is harmful to me, you can't just remove it. You can't. Because if you just remove it, you've left a hole, and something will come in to fill that hole. And it may be something, you know, if I, if I can use a, a parable in scripture, you know, Jesus talks about people who try to clean up their own life and uh, they got a demon in their life and they get rid of that demon in their life, but they don't fill their life up with Christ. That demon goes out and finds seven more that's worse than him and comes back and finds it. The life is all clean and swept and aired out now. And so they move in and now his situation is worse than it was when he started. And, you know, in our own life, it's the exact same thing. We have a negative in our life, and we'll remove it, but we won't fill it with another positive. And it'll get filled up with something else that will wind up being worse 
than what we got rid of in the first place. Okay? So as we go into this new year, and, and you know, like I just said, I just did another post, and I said, if you, if you had a bad 2023, and you're going into 2024, and you're hoping the new year is better, 2024 is not going to be any different than 2023. If you're no different in 2024 than you were in 2023, things do not get better because of a new year. They get better because of a new you. You don't just change a calendar page. You don't just change a date. You have to change you. The date doesn't mean nothing. You can be as bad today as you were yesterday. You can be as unhappy today as you were yesterday, regardless of what the date on the calendar is. You can be as overweight and out of shape. You can be as drunk. You can be as miserable in your relationships. You can be as angry. You can be as bitter. You can be as depressed. You can be as sad today as you were yesterday. And it doesn't matter what the number on the calendar says. All right. So don't think that 2024 is going to make a new you. All right. It's a new you that's going to make a new you. All right. So determine what it is need to be changed. Determine what it is you're going to replace that with. All right. Uh, maybe you need to replace going to the bar and drinking until you're just sopped out of your mind every weekend. Maybe you need to change that with uh, a gym membership uh, or, you know, whatever. There's 10,000 things. Okay. But replace it and then be consistent. Be patient. You didn't get to where you are right now overnight. And you're not going to leave it overnight. That mayor became what that mayor was over several years of conditioning. And I didn't change her overnight. All right. So I had to have patience and I had to be consistent. And you have to be consistent with yourself. All right. Even when you don't feel like you got to do it. If you are replacing uh, clubbing and bar hopping with a gym membership, then even when you don't feel like it, you go to the gym. You be consistent. You be patient. And if you fall, and you're probably going to fall, you just get back up. All right? Um, once you get up from laying in the gutter, whatever your gutter is, for months and weeks and years at a time, when you get up, that doesn't mean you're never going to fall back down again. What it means is you got up the one time. It means you can get up the next time and the next time and the next time. And you keep getting up until you don't fall anymore. Okay? So you be patient, you be consistent, you don't quit. But I think the big thing we want to take away here is whatever it is in your life you need to get rid of, you uh, you don't remove it, you replace it, all right? If, if, you're, if your appetite includes um, indecent adult material, all right, young man, and you're, you're hooked on porn or whatever, you can't just say, I'm going to quit porn. It's not going to work. You got to replace it. You say, you know what? I'm going to start reading the classics. I'm going to start reading Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, or I'm going to start reading um, Sun Tzu's The Art of War, or I'm going to start reading poetry, or I'm going to start reading this. I'm going to start reading my Bible, okay? Um, instead of doing that, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this instead of that. And when I feel drawn to do that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this because this is my replacement to that. So we don't leave a vacuum for something worse to come in and your state is worse than it was when you started. Okay. Um, we're, we're going into the new year and uh, we, we always want things to keep growing, keep improving. We want to mature 
and uh, we want to keep getting better. So we got to identify what it is we need to change. And that's us. And we need to change us, not just the calendar. Okay, a little something. want to encourage you this evening. I hope everybody's doing well. And I hope we're getting through winter good. And uh, so we wish you guys all the best. Be logical. Be reasonable. Be safe. Have fun. And don't quit. Don't quit. And we'll talk to you guys next time.